Hey, Jackie. Hey, Tori. Welcome to Holy Moly, a The Mole rewatch podcast. This is our spoiler-free rewatch of Celebrity Mole, season three of the early 2000s reality franchise. Uh, Good to be back. Oh my gosh, I love hearing that song. I love hearing that song. It gets me so pumped up and gets me in the mole So pumped. How are you? What's been going on? I'm good. I... In Mole World, I am shook that we're halfway through the season. I know. I think there we're more than halfway. I think we have two episodes after we recap this. We might. I, I it's think. definitely coming down Based to it. on the it. DVD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really quite a quick trip. Yeah. Um. But besides the Mole, which obviously is like my number one priority in my every waking minute Mm -hmm. um not too much i mostly since last week when we recorded i feel like i have been watching a lot of tv yeah i i heard that and i was wondering what you've been watching yeah i i think i i went through a mental shift this week where Mm -hmm. normally i'm very like oh i shouldn't be watching tv like that's not very good for me it's not productive right and then this past week I started reading a book um called I like to watch it's by Emily Nussbaum and it's like a bunch of um essays just critiquing different tv shows Mm. which is a great read but it also is very helpful for me mentally to be like oh watching tv is a hobby (laughs) it is a rich hobby (laughs) like I so it's funny you say that because I was watching a video the other day. It was like some productivity guy uh-huh. on YouTube. And he was like, I think the title of it is like, the way you watch movies can affect your life. And it basically is like, if you're a passive watcher and you're just kind of like, you know, letting it roll over you, you're mm-hmm. like doing other things. You're like, you know, barely watching. That's one thing. But if you're an active watcher where you're like, engaged and you're like reacting to it maybe you're like reading about it and like talking to people about it like that's a really good thing so it's like i think tv and watching things it's not inherently bad and it can be really good for you can be yeah thank you and this is what i've been telling myself all week and uh well because i know you're an (laughs) You're an active watcher. I am. Is why I'm I mean, saying I, that. I listen to the podcast. Like, I'm yeah. very. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm watching high caliber <laughs> shows, but I'm watching them with a critical eye. Yeah, you're not going through like the IMDb top 100, but no, you're not like drooling at the mouth while you watch things. You're like probably <laughs> no. like, like actively no. thinking. <laughs> I mean, uh, depends what. Time, but. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I've been, well, one, I'm rewatching Lost, which I'm uh-huh, in right. season four. That's been a bit of a commitment for a while. That's a I'm lot. obviously watching The Mole. Right. I started watching The Bachelor this season, Whoa. which is solely because it came to Hulu and I can watch it the day after without commercials. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. I, because I used to watch it a few years ago and just liked it for the trash reality mm-hmm. of it all, but mm-hmm. I couldn't handle that it was like a two-hour episode every week. I was just like, I can't, That's a lot. I can't commit the time to this. Yeah, and the commercials just they would 
do so many commercial breaks and building up the hype. But mm-hmm. now I can watch it the next day and mm-hmm. just fly right through it. That's pretty good. Um, so that's been great. I also so John was away this weekend, which I feel like I need to preface. Like he was away at a bachelor party, so I had a lot of spare time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I watched the entirety of the circle. On oh Netflix. my god, yes. I think you would really like it. I am planning on watching it um, when I'm away next week. Um, I was yes. hesitant about it, but like I think your recommendation and the fact that mm-hmm. like Rob has a podcast, um, you know, our Survivor podcast. Oh yes, he covers it and has some people that recommend it. Like I think I'll I'll enjoy it. So I'm excited. Yeah, and. Because now I know that I just said I watched The Bachelor for that trash reality show. And I think going into the circle, that's what I thought I was going to be going into. And there's obviously a certain element of that. Right. But it's really way more survivory than Bachelor-y because there's strategy. And it also ends up becoming just like a heartwarming story of like a group of hodgepodge friends that like maybe they wouldn't have been friends otherwise that's so cute that's not at all what I was expecting based on the trailer so that's really nice to know yeah it's super endearing also you know Sia always gives Sia money to a survivor (laughs) contestant Uh that she loves um she gave Sia money to one of the finalists on the circle so (laughs) it's so funny that you say that because I had a Kathy Griffin see a update oh my um, god and it's just like this world is so intertwined and i literally thought this morning while i was reading about what i'm about to say like sia is like if you see sia on a project or like sia endorsing something like you i can trust it implicitly I know it, yes and so she came out um i think yesterday or today saying that like she wishes she backed Kathy Griffin more vocally throughout the Trump head scandal. Wow. She like came I think she like tweeted it, like tried to make it really public where she was just like, I love you. Like I shouldn't, you know, I should have just wow. been more there for you. Um so just like, damn, Sia, like I really like She's got her finger on the pulse. You know, I have a feeling about Kathy Griffin. I love her. And so I trust you. I know yeah. that is a huge endorsement for uh, me. Forget who the New York huge. Times is endorsing for president. Sia just endorsed Kathy Griffin. Like, I think everyone. We all need yeah, to listen. We need up. to really take that to heart and give her a chance. Sia for yeah. president. Uh, but no, but really, I, I am really glad that Sia um, is taking her survivor contribution and doing it for the circle. Because, yeah, that makes me like even more confident yes. that I will really. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Show. Sia so loved great. it for sure. Um, oh that's most of what I've been watching. I also watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Um, oh, yeah, it was a three that. part. Each part was an hour. It was also really good. Mm-hmm. Um, good. I think it still was very much uh, portraying like him as a murderer like yeah it definitely is a murderer definitely murdered a bunch of people but it was like a very interesting sort of stance also on all of the kind of factors in his life that maybe contributed to him Mm -hmm. being that way and if it was ever preventable Mm -hmm. um yeah it was good not as lighthearted as the other ones no but important it sounds important Uh, i mean also as somebody who just hates sports and like doesn't get it it's just mm-hmm. like a another 
disgusting view into like how like it doesn't make you want to get into sports no it's just like in terrifying how it's such a huge industry and so violent and like filled with testosterone in a bad way where it encourages just horrible things god well i don't want to watch that one as much as i want to watch the circle um yeah did you hear about the goat jeopardy challenge yes i haven't been watching it as much as watching ken jennings twitter feed as he like rips them apart (laughs) after each episode (laughs) there yeah so i watched it there was definitely like ripping apart um vocally like they were really messing with each other um i think james at one point said to brad so brad is the person who's like won the most money in jeopardy um yeah and he had zero dollars at one point he like really crumbled in this tournament um brad really crumbled and um james called out at one point like I think they like cleared the scores for final uh-huh. Jeopardy and or for second double Jeopardy. And James was like, wait, Brad's Brad's score is still on the board because it was like zero. Yeah. And so, I you did know, see same. that. Ugh. So there was like a lot of jabbing, um, but it was really funny. So I've been watching like random things like that. Okay. Like I watched the few episodes of that. I started Vanderpump Rules the new season. That started? It started. Wow, yeah. I fell off that. And I know, and so did I last yeah. season. I started hating it. Like, couldn't stand it. Couldn't stand like Jackson Brittany. Couldn't stand yeah. listening to anyone. It's they have a couple new characters. It's kind of weird. It, they needed that. Yeah, and like I don't really like the new characters, but it's already way better than what I remember last season being. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have houses now, so like. Everyone bought a house in the suburbs. Wow. And it's kind of funny. Um, so I get good vibes from it, but it's obviously garbage. So. Yeah. I love garbage. I just felt like mm-hmm. their garbage ran dry. Like their I was like, I've seen so it all. boring. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little more interesting again. Um, I think that's all I've really been doing besides the mole, obviously. You've been watching a more normal amount of TV, which is Oh, fine. well, I started playing a video game, which is rare Ooh. for me. Yeah, so, you never get into a game. Yeah, I know. So I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is really fun. And it's still Is that for P- PlayStation? Um, yeah, PS4. Okay. Um, and it's really, really pretty. And it's got a mm-hmm. really good story so far. Is there um, combat? So there's a little bit of combat. Okay. Um, but, but it's manageable. It's manageable. Um, I did need Tony to like yeah. coach me. A lot. I was gonna say I know, I know that combat is where you and I fall apart in it's games. Just too <laughs> We're much. Just like sometimes. Ooh. It's like I want to forage and just like yeah. do quests and meet people. Right. Which it's that a lot of the time. And there's a way. There are ways to be like stealthy to avoid combat. So I just nice. avoid as much as possible. But sometimes it's unavoidable. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would recommend. I think you would like it if you can. Yeah, if I can handle it. I think you can definitely handle it. Okay, that's good anyway, to know. Yeah. Um, are you excited for your mm-hmm. trip coming up? I am. I mean, you know me. I'm like nervous to fly. I'm yes. not a good flyer, but it's helpful knowing that you're like going somewhere fun. Yes. Like, I just need to like turn it into excitement and not anxiety. So. Going to Salt Lake City, 
on Saturday for Sundance. And then the week after, going to San Francisco for work. But also, I'll see you. Yeah. So excited. I'll meet you there. Uh, We're bringing the podcast to the West Coast, people. (laughs) Live recording. Yeah, already. Who would have known? Do you have any? It'll be good. For Sundance, do you have any top favorites that you're going into? Or are you going in blind at this point still? So I'm pretty blind. That's Um, fine. The whole process has been so confusing and stressful to pick out tickets. Yeah. Um, Literally, like I made a spreadsheet, made a list of what I wanted, and 90% of it was unavailable um, when it was like my turn to select tickets. So at that point, I was like, I don't care. I'll just get whatever's like convenient. Yeah. Dina bought some things and I'm just like, I don't even, I don't know what the week is going to look like and yeah. I'm trying to be like whatever well Sundance is Dana's Super Bowl Dana's been doing yeah. this for years and prepares for this I mm-hmm. would be in a much similar vibe as you is just like I'm here yeah, I'm just like I'm gonna go with the flow I'm gonna see what I see and then just like do other things when I'm not seeing a that's movie. fair so yeah uh and yeah. then you can tell me about it when I see you in SF yeah exactly um fun I don't have any other big yeah. updates I, I don't think I do either. Do want to yeah. touch as we s- sort of start transitioning into the mall to do a quick catch mm-hmm. up on uh, Corbin Burnson's Snow Globe Army. Please. Uh, because last episode we discussed, I mean, I can't give a full recap, but <laughs> basically there is a P.O. box that we can mail a snow globe to and it will get to Corbin Burnson and then we're supposed to receive a signed picture of him in return. We don't know if this is still active because the website hasn't been updated since 2010, but we're going to try it. We're trying. Yeah. Um, And so where we left last week was that we need to figure out our snow globe that we want to send to him. And I went on Etsy and went to a custom snow globe design option for $13. And I need to upload the image. And I sent you the image in the doc. I'm looking at it. Okay. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. So Tori crafted this image. It's a mole peeking out of the ground. And do moles like not have eyes? Yeah, <laughs> no, really, doesn't have eyes. It's such, it's so cute in a weird way. Uh-huh. And it says hello from the mole community. Mole in quotes. Yes, I love it. And then it just brands Holy Moly Podcast, and then it says our email Holy Moly Podcast at gmail dot com. He will find us. Yeah, I feel like that's all he needs. He can just Google the name, and mm-hmm. we'll show up. Oh, yeah. Our SEO rankings are already through the roof. Yeah. I mean, we on our website. I know that the community is small in the sense that our slash the mole only has 62 members. But in yeah. that same breath, we have a monopoly. There's no we, other podcast on the mole. It's ripe. Yeah. So ripe for our picking. If you go search and you'll find us. Yep. I I definitely think this is the picture we have to send him. OK, great. I will order to that to him tonight. Mm-hmm. Or tomorrow. Oh my God! Yes. Um. Yes. Perfect. perfect. Okay, that's that. Great. Is it time to get into the episode? I think I like... so. Yeah, I think we're <laughs> we're ready. Uh, we can always talk about other things throughout. Yeah. If, if something comes to mind. No, we're ready. I think it's hard because yeah. where we left off was Stephen Baldwin getting eliminated, and it just yeah. felt like the heart of the show. I will say. 
it felt like something was missing this episode. Absolutely. With him gone. Um, yeah, it's tough. Yes. I think you can see it in the players. You can sense it from the content. It's tough. Yeah. I miss him. No, me too. And I mean, I don't know what my take is overall on him as a person in the present day, but mm. he is the bleeding heart of this show. Yes. Yeah. In this show at this time, I love him. Yeah. And I know that fully, you could tell they all were shocked that he got eliminated. Yeah. In a way, yeah. though, I mean, he obviously wasn't the mole and obviously didn't have his finger on the pulse. So I don't know what else we expected right. here. That's what I was thinking. I was like, why are they surprised? Like, I think it maybe it was just like they didn't want him to go. They enjoyed him. Right. So maybe it was like they were trying to be surprised, but really they were just like, oh, man. Right. Wish he was staying around. Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. where we are going to start this episode, we're down to yeah. uh, five contestants. We mm-hmm. are down to it's Eric Van Detten, Michael Boatman, Frederick Vanderwall, Kathy Griffin, and Corbin Burnson. Yes. Uh, so our final five... And one of mm-hmm. them is the mole. So they're all working to get money into the pot. And one of them is being paid by production to sabotage. And every episode, they take a quiz to see if they can identify who the mole is. And whoever does the worst gets eliminated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of start off this episode right after Steven's elimination. And I'm noticing a trend. So they go kind of quickly into some quick confessionals from each of their bedrooms it seems right uh and it's mostly just all of them in shock it's nothing that uh super substantial coming from them other than mm-hmm. i'm truly shocked he was eliminated uh yeah. you know that corbin seems to be very stressed and stating that like the eliminations are very emotional for him yeah um So we kind of get a sense of where they all are at emotionally and then immediately jump right into the first challenge. Yeah. Uh, We zoom into Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Um, We got our tropical music playing and Ahmad, our host, is there on the beach for the first scene, which is exciting. I feel like it's our first beach, uh, you know, scene. Otherwise, they're like in the mountains or like on a little prairie or just inside. Yeah. It's finally time for us to feel like we're in Hawaii hit the beach yeah and we're starting out with only $42,000 in the pot after a very rough last episode where they lost money yeah they didn't yeah they have less at this point than at the end of episode one (laughs) it was really bad I mean which we've determined it seems like nobody cares about the money at all in this group they're not here for the money it's very strange no 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 um so Ahmad just goes up to them. No real great socialization. He's like, all right, I need you guys to split into two groups. One group of two and one group of three. Yeah. And they just kind of go down a line. And it's Corbin and Eric that go together mm-hmm. as the twosome. And then Michael, Fred, and Kathy are the threesome. Mm-hmm. And he just says, okay, for the group of two, I need somebody who's a natural-born leader. And I need somebody who just looks good on the beach. Oh, and it's God. like... I wonder who out of this pairing. Like, not even just, like, that Eric should be the one who looks good. But, like, in their world at this point, Eric doesn't speak. Like, Eric's yeah. also not viable to be the leader. No. No. Oh and God. Corbin, all he does is bark orders. So it's yep. just comical how perfect these yeah. titles were. How did they plan that so well? 
That's actually yeah. kind of suspicious. <laughs> and Corbin tries to be like, I guess Eric can be the one that looks good on the beach. Yeah. It's like, no, that's the only choice here. Yeah. Uh, also, did you catch... So right out this was a really quiet moment um but i and i only caught this i rewatched the episode yesterday oh. they so they're like oh i guess eric can be the one who looks good on the beach and then ahmad says to eric he's like you do look good on the beach but not cute enough for me to kiss you yes yes i heard that i was rewatching like, it today and i heard that and i was like why did ahmad even yeah, I was there. like, oh, negative one point, Ahmad, what's happening? Yeah. Ahmad has weird behavior this entire challenge. He's very, I already had a note at this point, because, like, his first line in this challenge was, well, I've been complimenting you on your teamwork, but you've only got 42,000 in the pot. So I was like, mm-hmm. did you think you were going to, like, motivate them by saying, like, hey, let me get real with you? Yeah. It's just so strange. Yeah, and it gets weirder. He seems not on his game this challenge. Uh, so anyway, all right. They're split into groups. We have Corbin's our leader. Eric just looks good on the beach. And then the other three. And so the challenge is that floating off in the bay is like a little floaty tube with a black flag. And it has $30,000 in it. Uh, and the to get the $30,000, they just need to get to the tube and raise the flag. And they get the money. The twist is they can't swim out. Uh, They need to build a raft that fits all Mm -hmm. of them, and they need to then row their raft out to this float. Um, And they have, like, a just a huge pile of random stuff that they need to use to build this raft. It has, like, a blow-up doll, a bouncy ball, fishing poles, a surfboard, like, a bunch of random stuff that they're going to uh, build, and it needs to fit everyone. Mm -hmm. And so Corbin's going to be the leader and lead the other three to building this raft. Eric, meanwhile, will just be working at, quote unquote, Club Mall, (laughs) which is a smoothie bar. And all that he needs to do is just make smoothies for the rest of the team the entire time. Yeah, Like there's Uh, clearly no twist coming here at all. (laughs) Yeah, and like Eric gives a very serious confessional. Yeah. He's like, "I was disappointed <laughs> to find out that I would just be making smoothies." I love that because <laughs> it's also like you know that, like you know the way production works is like they had to record that after the fact. So he's like, he had he yeah. really got in that moment. Like I was disappointed. Like it wasn't just yeah. on the spot that he said it. It was good acting. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah, so that's the setup of our first challenge. Like, we're ready to go. Yeah, they get us right into it. Um, yeah, so they put 30 minutes on the clock. Um, and as anyone suspected, Corbin takes the lead. Um, and Kathy observes this acutely as she does everything. And I think you have a quote about that. Yes, yes. Here's Kathy on watching Corbin in this challenge. I know Corbin's just in hog heaven because he used to be a carpenter and you'd think he was Jesus with the I used to be a carpenter. Give me our frame. Okay, everything that's a pole over here. Yeah. So Corbin used to be a carpenter, which I think we found that out in their like last episode. A mod, yeah, panel about what jobs did you used to do last episode. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, like honestly the beginning of this was kind of nothing was really happening. They were just putting stuff together. Um, Corbin's yeah. barking orders, but then we get a shot of Ahmad 
down the beach metal detecting. Um, and meanwhile, <laughs> it's just like, okay. And Eric is tasting his smoothie. Yeah. So they're like, something's going to happen. Yeah. Eric looks stressed. Like he like quickly like gets a spoonful of yeah. like strawberry smoothie. He sips it. He's like, no, not yeah, right. Like, like, I was like, he's did you frantic. Actually, did you get like a little mini goal that you were supposed to work on? Like you need to make 30 smoothies right now. But like they didn't need to yeah. taste good. Um, he's like, I gotta stay motivated. Yeah, he's like, this one's for me. Um, so of course, Ahmad comes over to Eric, um, and he offers him an exemption, which is pretty yes. common if you're the one person doing something else. I've noticed, like, yeah. so if you want an exemption, you should try to volunteer for these solo things. Um, yep. It's just like, obviously, Eric, yeah. you weren't going to just be making smoothies. Yeah, like, hold out for the exemption, you know. Um, so the way he gets an exemption is he has to take a kayak, row it out to that like floating thing of money that the rest of the team is trying to build their raft to get to, bring it back before that team does. And if he does, he'll get the exemption. Um, right. And what Eric says after Ramon explains that, he's all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and he goes, and the money goes in the pot? And Ahmad is like, <laughs> the money does not go in the pot. Um, Eric. So he got the wrong idea already. And he's like, not sure what he's going to do yet. Um, the one other twist is that the kayak needs to be rented for $15. Another funny yes. line of dialogue that I loved is Eric says to Ahmad, do I have $15? <laughs> and Ahmad was like, I know you don't have $15. <laughs> It's just so, his tone of voice is so weird it sometimes. It was the weirdest conversation. Um, so in order to get $15, Eric needs to metal detect quarters. Oh, it all comes circle. There we go. Around. So he needs to get quarters from the sand in order to rent the kayak from the cabana boy. And Ahmad calls over, oh, cabana boy. Yeah. And we look over, and it's Stephen Baldwin coming out of a little, like, tent, waving like the queen. He's, yeah. like, clean-shaven. It was just... He, bright blue Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Also, did you see the quote-unquote cabana that they had him come out of? I don't remember what it looked like, but... It was literally a contraption where it was, like, one reclining beach chair stacked on top of another <gasps> with like a burlap sack thrown oh over my it God, i did not <laughs> like, notice that yeah. yeah like this was clearly a last minute thing i'm pretty sure um i mean it's kind of insulting because it's like where's kim coles yeah. is she still around in hawaii oh, exactly. or did they just send her straight home why is steven still around and allowed to come back as the cabana boy yeah i mean eric has a theory he goes i think it's just him wanting to be a part of the game still so i'm Fully. like eric's like he's but who asked up. who right right did steven pitch himself as like yeah. i can do something anything like i don't know maybe yeah. flights were too expensive maybe they just really all stay there but yeah in that case like what's kim doing um, right. It's kind of weird. Um, so Eric decides to take this um, exemption challenge. Um, but yes. first, he needs to deliver the smoothies to the group. So, like, why? But, okay. No idea, man. These challenges, the it's just, like, right when you think we're done explaining it, we're like, and then yeah. 
And then and first, like, you need to spin around. They take it, <laughs> yeah, they take it one step too far it's, every time. Yeah, it's comical. Um, so Eric starts like bringing the smoothies over and gets right to metal detecting, um, which raises some, you know, confusion. Corbin, uh, of course, Corbin's very like right. constantly monitoring, monitoring what's going on. Um, and he starts asking Eric what he's doing. Yes. I have an audio clip. Let's Great. listen in. What are you looking for? Uh, stuff to help build the rack. It's buried in here? Yeah. That's not exactly right. You know what Eric's doing? I offered Eric an exemption. All he has to do is take that kayak over there, throw it out there, grab the flag before you guys do. He gets the exemption, and no money will go into the pot. The only stipulation is he has to rent that kayak, and he has to rent it from the cabana boy there. Where? Uh-huh. Okay. Ramad? Are you kidding? There's Baldwin. They still need me. <laughs> it's too funny. Focus! Focus! <laughs> yeah. You couldn't... Uh... You couldn't write that stuff. Like, why... Why is Ahmad no. saying all of this just to reveal Baldwin, I feel like? Yeah, no. There's two things about Ahmad in this moment that I can't get over. One is that he sounds like when you were in elementary school and would watch like educational videos and you would watch a scenario and then the narrator would be like, that's not exactly right. <laughs> it's, you know, yes, that sort yeah, of like tone. It would- yeah, like it would break the fourth wall or something yes. and turn and everyone would come out of scene and it's like, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Uh, so I get that vibe. Also, we need to talk about the fact that during this moment when Ahmad is ratting out Eric, he is smoking the biggest cigar <gasps> I've ever seen in my life. And he's in like pajama pants throughout this yeah. whole episode. Um like Amon is ballsy this episode. He basically rolled out of bed, showed up. And I'm not kidding you, this cigar is like it's big. twelve inches long. <laughs> like it's, scary. it's huge. <laughs> it is huge. It is no black and mild. It is Amon feels very comfortable in his position as the host and not a player. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty I crazy. mean, I also am I mean, a cigar of that size would probably take four hours mm-hmm. to smoke the yeah. entirety of. That is not an exaggeration. I firmly believe that. Yeah. No, and I we see him smoking it, like, throughout this, this whole challenge, tire. at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, at least. Um, uh. Good God. So, so yeah, they, they reveal Baldwin again to the rest of the group. Um, you heard them like crack up and Corbin is like, focus, focus. Like he doesn't even Obviously. look at Stephen Baldwin. He could care less. Mm-mm. So Eric is picking up all the quarters from metal detecting. He gives them to Stephen to count. Um, and Stephen does a pretty good job counting them, it seems like. I mean, we don't know if he was right, but he seemed like he was handling it pretty well. Um, yeah. And the team is building their raft. It's crazy. Um and basically they like start pushing the raft out into the water but eric finally gets to 15 dollars with the quarters grabs the kayak starts um paddling out to the money and he gets it um and he does like 
a woohoo in his South Park voice, which I couldn't help. Yes, know. I noticed oh, that too. Yeah. It's like, well, how? And, and I was like, like oh. I mean, I can't do the actual impersonation, but I, I can but it's hear bad. it in my head. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's he, he gets it and their challenge is over then. Honestly, what really bothers me about this challenge is that the whole uh, element of Eric having the opportunity to get the exemption and go for it, whether that's there or not, there's no way for you, for the mole to like appropriately sabotage this challenge yeah. or for us to get a real vibe on that. It's a, it's a imp- ridiculous task that they all suck at and can't do. And even if they were actively trying their best, wouldn't have been able to achieve. Yeah, like, I know. It it looked very difficult to build that raft. Like, they right. had, and it was like they needed to use all of the materials. So they have like a blow up doll. Yeah, like it's like just, a bunch of chairs. It looked really heavy. I don't know how. Even with Corbin yeah. as a carpenter, like you don't work with these types of materials and make a raft in your day to day job. Like, it, right? Yeah. So they're, I mean, and they're kind of like, Michael especially gets a little upset at this point, Mm -hmm. basically because of what you just said of like, this didn't seem like a fair shot at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I fully back Michael Mm -hmm. on that. Um, So anyway, they, Eric gets to the flag and is basically, you know, he got the exemption and Ahmad is on a rock, on a beach chair, smoking a cigar yep, still. in his pajama pants, yeah. And he calls Eric over, and he uh, basically tells Eric, he's like, I have another offer for you. And he says, okay, I'm going to offer you $60,000 to go back into the pot. Takes a long pause to get a puff of his cigar. Important. And he says, if you give up your exemption. So basically double the money or keep your exemption, Mm. which what would you do, Jackie? Oh, God. I feel like I wouldn't have put it in. I feel like I would have kept the exemption. Like, especially like I don't think Eric is the mole. Right. And I don't know who he suspects to be the mole. Right. So he must feel really confident. He does not take it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't think I would feel confident enough. And I would think that if I were the mole, it might look too molish to not take the exemption because of how confident that mm-hmm. looks. 100%. And so Eric Eric decides to put the 60000 in the pot. And yeah. he's going to give up his exemption in order to put $60,000 back in the pot for everyone. And he says, literally, he's like, oh, I know who the mole is. I'm like, do yeah. you? Do you? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that Eric really thinks that it's Michael, which maybe mm. it is, maybe it isn't. But I think mm-hmm. that's who he's gung ho on at this point, at least. Yeah. Um, but I would never give up the exemption. You're down to the final five. Yeah. And one of you is the mole. Yeah. So that means there you have a one in four shot of being eliminated. No, especially like they don't care about the money the most of right. the, most of the time. Like, why do you care? But it does it does really help the pot for him putting that money in. Like sixty thousand dollars from one stupid tiny detail of a challenge, like is they would have like nothing without this. Fully, yeah. No. And I think 
it's kind of sad because Eric really feels like the hero here. And he's like, wow, mm-hmm. like I, I single-handedly put in $60,000. And he goes back to the beach to tell people. And they are kind of like, oh, thanks. But yeah. like not overly appreciative because internally they are all basically like – that's so suspect. You right. clearly are don't need want the exemption enough to. Yeah. And I think it's because like he went out there to get the exemption. So they were probably upset at that initial right. Right. situation and still kind of like reeling over that. Right. And so, yeah. 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 Weird. Um, yeah. Here's some mixed reactions from everyone. I got a little clip of mm. how everyone's feeling about his decision. I don't know any other player that w- wouldn't have taken the exemption. When Eric turned down the exemption, it made him look both less like the mole and more like the mole. I think it was very honorable that he did that, but it made definitely suspicion and, and add something on my Eric list. <laughs> I love Michael Boatman, always the politician. It's like, it makes him more like the mole and also less like the mole. It's like, oh my gosh, Michael, give me some, take a stance. <laughs> Did you did you watch any of the secret scenes? Yeah. Michael, like he he's really tired from this game, it seems like. <laughs> so, like because he's <laughs> he's always doing that double sided yeah. thing of like he could be or he couldn't be. Mm-hmm. He thinks about like everything at once. I feel he's like. always trying to are you talking about the secret scene where he's talking to Eric? Mm-hmm. He is always trying to empathize with the mole as it, mm-hmm. I mean, he's saying as if he's not the mole. So he's always yeah, trying to be like, imagine what the mole must be feeling right now, right. where it's almost like, are you this dressed because you're the mole? Yeah. Yeah. Because he he was like, the way I would do it is or the way it feels like you have to do it is to basically like method act right trick yourself into thinking you're not the mole right and just play the game so i'm like is this what michael's going through right now yeah yeah it was interesting it's a good like method i feel like that's something i would probably need to do if i were the mole no i like i like the take for sure but it's telling me a lot about his current mental state and speaking of people that I also think are not taking the situation well is our friend Corbin who so first immediately posts this challenge he goes on a bender where he's like I can build the raft still and he's he's like I'm gonna do it by myself and make it work so he's kind of doing that whole thing and then he pulls Eric aside uh and he First, he says to Eric, he says, thank you for making it perfectly clear who the mole is. (laughs) Uh, And so I think Corbin means that Eric is the mole. Right. But then he kind of backtracks a little bit and he's like, you know what? No, Eric, I want to sit down and talk to you about this. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a I mean, we talked a lot last week about Corbin's crazy strategy Uh and he is clearly still right there. Um, I'm not sure how well this clip will play because there's a lot of visuals involved. Um, they're like strategizing in the sands, like making Mm -hmm. like they're, they have like sticks with their fingers and they're, they're strategizing. But Mm -hmm. I think the clip will give us a bit of an insight into where Corbin's head is at. Mm -hmm. Who do you think the mole is right now? Boatman. Sit down. You think so? Why? Do me a favor. Draw a money sign in the sand. 
How do you draw the sign for money? Dollars. Go back to the first game. The money bag. How was it drawn? What show is he on right now? Arliss? You ever seen how the last two letters of Arliss are done? It's about sports agent with money. One line through, not two. Break for commercial. That was dramatic. <laughs> I love how dramatic they're making that. So I mean, much. so in case that didn't translate well over audio, Corbin is coaching Eric through his intel mm-hmm. here, where he says that normally a dollar sign is drawn. It's like the S with two strike throughs through mm-hmm. it. Uh, that's normally how you draw a dollar sign. And Corbin says, in the first challenge that we ever played, the sign on the money bag, it was just with one strike through. Mm-hmm. It was an S with one strike through. And then he says, let's talk about Michael Boatman. What show is he on right now? Arliss. And Arliss mm-hmm. is spelled with the dollar signs at the end instead of S's. And they it's apparently spelled with only one strike through for yeah. each S. It's quite the attention to detail for both the money bag and Arliss. Like, did they have internet at this time? Because, like, otherwise he's just going on pure memory Mm -hmm. of what he knows Arliss to look like. And maybe he wrote the dollar sign down from the challenge, like, in the first challenge. Yeah. Um, And I will say, like, not many people are bringing like tangible no evidence-based theories like this so i kind of appreciated it i was like there's Mm -hmm. no way that this is one of the clues and i even if it were i feel like they wouldn't have aired it then right but i was intrigued i mean personally selfishly absolutely love Mm -hmm. it i am here for it this is Mm -hmm. the kind of insane strategizing content that i'm here for Mm -hmm. on a realistic level corbin is purposely playing this game on hard it's like dude i don't know maybe look at how people are interacting (laughs) that is very true he's really focused on items yes yeah that's a really good point um, yeah, he's focusing he's in on items and symbols instead mm-hmm. of just being like, oh, Kathy acted a little weird today right. or Michael was acting suspicious. He's like, right. no. Like if you think Eric's the mole, hey, maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm fully in the wrong here and I'm going to regret this and I'll feel yeah. really <laughs> stupid. But there's no way Eric is the mole. If, so if Eric Corbin, is the mole, me and you are done for i will like have letters being written to corbin like i will send him so many more snow globes um but i just don't see how you actually suspect eric like eric gets emotional like i think when corbin Mm -hmm. was um saying you're the mole eric was like i'm not the mole like he was getting like the way i get when we're playing like yeah you know uh what it mafia or something and i'm like i'm really not like yeah you hate when you get found out 
Like, I'm really bad at it. Yeah, it's really sad. I always hate when you get the bad card because I'm like, Jackie's not going to handle this well emotionally. I will flounder. And if people, like, go against you, then we'll feel bad. I feel, like, personally attacked. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I I empathized with Eric in that moment. I was like, he feels hurt and he... He maybe looks up to Corbin and doesn't want Corbin to think he's the mole. Yeah. I don't know, but it was it was super silly. Like it is truly. Uh and that's our first challenge. So mm-hmm. sixty thousand dollars in the pot. Uh that's really where we, we finished off the beach scene. Yeah. So um I think we're left to assume like they do something else with their day because we come back in and it's breakfast time the mm-hmm. next day. Um, well, did you see the secret scene? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Jackie, I know they had a free day. (laughs) They had a day off, apparently, in between yesterday's raft challenge and the next scene we're about to talk about. Um, oh my god, the secret scene actually really endeared me to Corbin a little bit. Shockingly so. Such a different side, would not have expected it. He comes up to the breakfast table and he has like crafted these necklaces for Mm -hmm. everyone like with a different type of shell or thing he found on the beach and a reason why he associates it with that person um and he said it like specifically because things were getting like tense and the team was feeling weird he wanted to like make amends or connect or something and i was like oh my god yeah that was it was really sweet he like presented the different necklaces to each person he's like kathy you're a bit of a mystery so yours is like a rock inside a bigger shell but deep inside we know that like your heart or your rock is good but like you know you're a bit covered he was like deep inside like your knowledge is driving this game yeah something like very much like I think he he also said that, like, he knows the least about Kathy. Maybe she's hiding behind her humor. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. You know? um, and he said to Michael, like, it was some sort of, like, cool shell. And he was like, because you're cool, <laughs> but you're there and then you're not. And then you're there and then you're not. But underneath... You're always a cool guy, yeah. and I'll cherish our friendship forever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the the symbology was definitely a bit of a stretch, was, but it was the gesture that it was counted. A nice surprise from Corbin yeah. when usually we just see him like screaming and kind of punching people. Yeah, weirdly. it was so, sweet. Um, so anyway, yeah, they they cut that scene out. We pick up um at their regular breakfast. Um, chatter and people are feeling nervous about the execution Mm -hmm. Um, Kathy goes so far to say that she's sitting in her own diarrhea right now and Eric cracks up at that it's apparently the first time he's ever laughed at anything Kathy has said and she's like well 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 as soon as I tell a diarrhea joke it's been killing me that he doesn't laugh at my jokes here for that potty humor I mean, it's just crazy because we get Eric in confessionals and we're seeing how weird he is, but they are getting mm. a brick stone. They are getting radio silence from him. Yeah. He's so, I feel like he's trying to be so serious around them all the time. Mm-hmm. You can see him kind of like looking at everyone and yeah, he just ends up staying completely silent because he's just trying to observe. Mm, maybe and he's just intimidated because they're all adults and he's a maybe. child. That's that's also a high possibility. Yeah. Um, so 
yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like the beginning chit chat. Ahmad then comes into their breakfast. Um, cigar free. And he's cigar free. Yeah, I guess in the morning he's taking a break. Do you think he got scolded by production? Like you were off of it, Ahmad, <laughs> yesterday. You were not on your A game. Like, you were being yeah, kind of a dick maybe. and like just <laughs> laying back and smoking a cigar. Put on yeah. some pants and put the cigar away. But he's yeah. still in pajama pants at this point when he comes. You're like, in. try to show up today, okay, Ahmad? <laughs> Like, you're on a salary. And I will say, Ahmad does show up today. He shows up in a big way. Oh. This challenge, I love this challenge. This next scene. I love this challenge so much. This was really good. Um, okay, so he walks them into another room. The challenge, uh, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. But um, let's see. Uh, they walk into a room. They see, like, mice in... Mm -hmm. kind of a box that has numbers on it and different doors so like you know you get the idea that like a mouse will run out of its door and run into like an end door or something like that right um right and they also see hot peppers so they're not really sure like Ahmad hasn't explained the game yet they don't know what they're doing with these mice and these peppers um and they start kind of thinking like we get some confessions of them trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. You know, this is my favorite vibe is the contestants guessing what the challenge is. Uh, And this week, Corbin has the winning guess. (laughs) There are mice in that thing. Okay. I saw the mice. Truthfully, I thought we were going to have to, like, stick the mice in our mouth or something. I mean, I thought it was not all of a sudden not about the peppers, but it was a choice, either pepper or a mouse. Corbin is savage. Could you imagine if the challenge was y'all have a choice right now, eat a pepper or eat a mouse? Like, that's not. Which would you choose? <laughs> Clearly the pepper. Like, Corbin, this is not a choice for people. This yeah. is a normal thing and a not normal thing to eat. Good God. Um, Woof. A terrifying view into yeah. his dome there. Super scary. <laughs> kind of telling um and so yeah like Ahmad starts explaining what the challenge actually is and what it consists of is he's going to ask everyone individually a pop culture question so like a little bit of trivia um if you answer it correctly you um well you pick a mouse (laughs) so there are six mice they each have a name and Whichever one you pick, you're going to open their door and they're going to run to one of six peppers. And they're ranging right. in heat. One is like really not spicy, but a little spicy. And six is like very hot. No, Ahmad says it. We're going from hot to real <laughs> hot. And he says that at least 10 times. Hot to real hot. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. Um. And so you're going to pick your mouse and they're going to run and you're going to eat that pepper if you got the question wrong. If you get the question right, you can designate someone else to eat your pepper. So either way, somebody's eating a pepper. Yeah, someone's eating a pepper. The question's kind of just like a little silly thing on top. And at this point, Amon tells us that there's an important name to this challenge, um, do you have a clip? I don't want to say it. Until... I have a clip. Okay. Yeah, I have a clip. And again, you know how we were talking about just like 
the challenges always go one step too far. This went a thousand steps like, too far. Like, we're already, there's there's pop culture, there's then a, a mouse selection, then there's a mouse run, then there's an eating of a pepper, and that is not all. Uh, here's the extra step. The name of this game is Looky Looky Hot Pepper. <laughs> clever. Very clever, isn't it? Spent a lot of time coming up with that name. You must take the pepper, bite it in the middle, chew it, and when you're ready, we will say looky looky, you'll open your mouth to see that you've chewed it up, and then you'll swallow it. So you can't just swallow the pepper? No, no. That's why the game is called looky looky, of course. <laughs> and we will all join in. That's great. On the looky looky part. Uh, yeah. What if it was called trust me, trust me, hot pepper? <laughs> no, that would not work. He is a straight man today. He's like, I'm not here for joking today. That would not work. Yeah. Like, did Amon completely produce this challenge? Because he's very possessive yeah. over the name. Yeah. And he is like, you must say looky, looky, hot pepper. Looky, looky. Isn't that great? Uh, and you hear uh, Michael in the background, like, giving him such crap. He's yeah. like, oh, great. Yep. That's perfect. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the words Michael is saying are positive, but the tone is yeah. completely, yeah. Um, he's given up. Um, yeah. And then there's one other component to it, which is he has milk on the table, which helps with spicy food. If you need to mm-hmm. drink it, it's the thing to drink. Um, thank God it's there if they need it, but it will cost them $1,000 a glass um so i think i forget the amounts of money you get if you get it they get ten thousand for each 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 one you get pepper that was eaten yeah um and so when Ahmad says like you can have milk but it'll cost you a thousand dollars michael then screams what he gets like really upset at that detail i noticed because he must have been banking on that milk yeah it's funny the specifics of the challenge like Mm -hmm. it's you're not eat you have to eat from the middle of the pepper you can't eat on the edge of the pepper you have to take a bite out of the middle of the pepper and then i'm trying to understand the purpose of looky looky and i think it's because they don't want you to just swallow it whole they you need to they want you to be like chewing masticating Mm -hmm. and like to the point where it is like so chewed up that you're getting the spiciness and then they say looky looky so that everyone can visually look at this yeah. glob of pepper in your mouth before you swallow. Like, why did it need to be called looky looky? Could It doesn't rhyme. No, it's just the same word. Looky looky right. hot pepper. Couldn't you say, like, I mean, I guess because you're looking in their mouth. Couldn't but... they just count? They could just be like, one, two, three. Yeah. Show me. Like, they, they're very into naming the challenges. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't I don't know why it would be called looky looky. Yeah, I feel like we could tie it into the mole better. Like we even if it's just yeah. mole moly hot child, hot pepper or Yeah. I mean mole mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Mouthy moly. Mole. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it was just, super weird. Yeah. Uh so anyway, that's what we're at right but now. But it, it it does provide a fun like I enjoy when they when they are chewing it and then they all say looky looky yeah. it's kind of fun it is pretty fun um okay so let's get started with our first contestant mm-hmm. and corbin is up first and mm-hmm. his question so because this starts with a trivia question again which is pretty unnecessary but here we are yeah 
I kind of liked the trivia because it felt like a real time capsule for us into like the yes. time that this was filmed. I mean, this was in 2002 100%. or 2003 or whatever. So it was interesting in that way. So Corbin's mm-hmm. question was, what model was born Vicky Lynn Hogan, then worked at Jim's Crispy Fried Chicken as she waited for her big break? And I got three choices. It was either Cindy Margolis, Pamela Anderson, or Anna Nicole Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know the answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not know the answer at all. No, I do um, Corbin guessed Pamela Anderson, uh, which was wrong. The answer was Anna Nicole Smith. Um, mm-hmm. which then I went and Googled like the, the Jim's crispy fried chicken and it <laughs> has pretty high reviews on Yelp and, but it was mentioned in a few of the comments on Yelp. Like I wish Anna Nicole was still working there and I was kind of like, okay, oh, like this is a weird, weird thing for this institution to like be riding on. Yeah. That's super weird. Yeah. I didn't Never love it. Knew. I didn't love it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Corbin got the answer wrong anyway. And yeah. so that means that no matter what happens, Corbin has to eat the pepper himself. So mm-hmm. he's got to pick his mouse and he picks Stripe. Um, mm-hmm. And he lets Stripe go and Stripe runs straight ahead and goes right to the number six hottest pepper. Mm-hmm. Which I felt like was poor strategy because he picked the one right in front of the hottest pepper. You Right. It's just like, yeah, the mouse just ran straight, which seems like most likely what was going to happen. Yeah. But as we're going to very quickly learn, Corbin is a sadist when it comes to hot peppers. So he He is masochistic with this. Yeah. And so he gets the number six hottest, which is the smallest one. I don't know what kind of pepper it was, but it's like that tiny, tiny red one. Yeah. I tried to, I paused it and I tried to look up what all of the peppers are. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's, really hard to tell for sure if I got them right because like there are so many types of peppers yeah. and they were not labeled or told to us. I think this was a peri-peri okay. which on the Scoville scale is 50,000 to 175,000 um, heat units which for comparison a jalapeno is like 3,500 heat units. So if it is that and you know since it was number six on the scale this is definitely really spicy. Okay. I, it looked spicy, just even mm-hmm. visually. It was tiny, red, yeah. Yeah. Also, okay, Corbin's strategy here is wild. So he takes the pepper, he goes into the middle of it, and he gets the bite in the middle of it. He chews it very quickly, then everyone goes, looky, looky, and he opens his mouth. He shows, he, like, sticks out his tongue with, like, all the chewed up pepper on it. And then he does this thing where he basically, like, closes his mouth, and then he he like lifts his neck up slightly and flicks his gullet like he yeah. he takes his fingers and he flicks his throat <laughs> that do? which i don't know what it does and then he opens his mouth and he's like no problem oh, i just tried it it hurt right like i just uh, and i studied swallowing for a while as when yeah. i was, went to school for speech pathology and this is something i've never heard of the old a homegrown the trick <laughs> They don't teach you this in college. Yeah, if anything, it seems like that would be the opposite and what you want to do if you want to flick something out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like the Heimlich type thing. I think it's just for show is all that I could come up with. Yeah. Because yeah. Or it's just psycho, uh, like, psycho, not psychosomatic, but just like a his own little mental trick to get through it. Yeah. So anyway, $10,000 added to the pot. And mm-hmm. Eric is up next. 
<laughs> Eric's question was, what magazine did Brad Pitt sue for publishing nude photos of him in 1997? Um, did you know this? I didn't, but I noticed that he didn't get any choices no. and Corbin's was multiple I choice. Know. And they, they do, like, a, half of them are multiple choice and half of them are freeform, and I thought that was weird. Yeah, no, I don't know the answer. <laughs> it was super weird. So uh, I didn't know the answer either. Eric answered Vogue, which was definitely a bad guess because Vogue is like a more classic like magazine. They're not posting yeah. nude photos of celebrities against their wishes. Yeah. Like, I feel like you got to go like Daily Mirror or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the answer was Playgirl, which mm. was kind of surprising to me that they did that. Um, and then I was Googling the story of Brad Pitt because I was like that's kind of messed up that like a magazine was just publishing nude photos of him unwanted and so apparently what happened was that he was on vacation with Gwyneth Paltrow at the time they were dating and like Paps took his picture while he was nude on the beach and then sold it to (laughs) yeah Paps you know the Paps um (laughs) and yeah so it Playgirl published it and Brad Pitt sued them and like he made a big deal about it and he like you know won this lawsuit against Playgirl Mm -hmm. um but also then I was reading about this story and you know the Shania Twain song that don't impress me much yeah was it about that yeah so this is from a 2017 interview with W Magazine oh my god and it's about the song that don't impress me much by Shania Twain. And there's a line in the song where she's like, well, Hey, what if you're Brad Pitt? And then she's like, that don't impress me much. Yeah. And it's all about that. She thought that he made such a fuss about it. Oh, she's like, you should have just accepted it. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. So she Hmm. says, I just thought, I don't know what all the fuss is about. That doesn't impress me much. Why is he making such a fuss? We see people naked every day. That's really what I thought. So that's her talking about the show or about the song? Yeah. That's weird. At which I was just like, like dude. Like, why is she even getting involved? Yeah, it made me upset. He wasn't trying to impress anyone. Yeah. This, one, this happened against his will. I know. I'm no that's big Brad weird. Pitt defender. Like, I'm, Same. you know... But I'm also not a Shania Twain fan, so I'm like, why is she getting involved? Yeah, I mean, I I just, Brad Pitt's right here. Like, he, a magazine posts naked pictures, and he clearly was upset, and he sued them, as he should have. And she's like, why are you making a big deal? It's like... (laughs) She's like, it happens to me all the time. Yeah. I just thought that was weird. You sound jealous, Shania. Yeah. I don't know if they have a personal relationship at all or she was just like, I'm calling you out. Yeah. It's weird how celebrities can just like get involved in each other's lives Mm -hmm. because they're celebrities. Yes. Like she could just like tweet Brad Pitt and it's like. We can't do that. No. Did you see? She probably could. Did you see the pictures? There was just like the SAG Awards um, like the other night. And did you see pictures Mm -hmm. came out from the red carpet of like Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston together? No. 
Are they dating again? Well, no. So they're both, though, like, divorced. Right. Like, she's divorced from Justin Theroux, and he's divorced from Angelina Jolie. And, like, in recent interviews, they've both, like, hinted at, like, being friends. And, like, Brad Pitt went to her holiday party. <laughs> and, like, they just, like, caught a picture of them on the red carpet where, like, Brad's, like, holding on to, like, kind of, like, her wrist, but, like, in a a bit of, like, a, I wanna look. you know, a, a certain way. <laughs> yeah. Googling look it up. <laughs> People, because I mean, people are freaking out. They're like, "Whoa, that picture, hot and steamy!" Like Brad and Jen, tell me there's not something still there. <laughs> tell me more. I mean, I'm a yeah. huge Jennifer Aniston fan, just like from being a Friends Same. fan. Don't really care about Brad Pitt, to be honest. But no, nothing against him. I just um, remember their divorce was like it rocked my world when I was, I was in sad. like seventh grade. I was like, yeah, what? but they're perfect together. Yeah, yeah. Well, um. Anyway. <sighs> Okay, the answer was Playgirl magazine. Right. Back on track. Oh man. Eric got it wrong. Did you see the picture? Yeah. No, but I was just thinking, okay. sorry, no, I was just thinking <laughs> ahead about what Eric is about to say. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so Eric picks his go his uh mouse, which is Grey Ghost, mm-hmm. which is a really cute mouse. Yeah, some of them were really cute. Yeah, I also love this moment. And so, like, he picks Grey Ghost, and at first, like, um, the ghost doesn't, like, the mouse doesn't move at all. And Ahmad's like, you can call it. And then Eric starts going, like, come here. <laughs> Ahmad's like, duh. So, yeah, so the mouse runs into number four. Mm-hmm. So on a scale of one to six, pepper number four, mm-hmm. which is pretty spicy. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty big pepper, too. Like, it's physically large. Yeah, do you have any intake? I, yeah. <laughs> So I thought just by looking at it, it looks like a poblano, mm. which isn't super Not that spicy. spicy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know for sure. But that's what my yeah. gut is telling me. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like for a number four, it would have that's, to be spicier than a poblano. I was like, they're either making things not that spicy or yeah. it's not a poblano. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and here's Eric on his thoughts about peppers in general. As far as peppers go, I've never liked them. Even non-spicy peppers, like the bell peppers, I can't even eat them. <laughs> like what a baby. Eric. Bell you, peppers? He's like, I can't eat the vegetables. <laughs> Ew. He's <laughs> like, it's green. I don't like it. <laughs> he's like, we, we don't eat vegetables at all. They make me want to blow up. He's like, I'm sick to my stomach just thinking about it. <laughs> Like bell peppers don't take a, taste like anything, Eric. No, they taste like lettuce. They're yeah. like water. <laughs> They're just crunchy. Oh my god, that is so strange. I just like, can't with that. Twenty year old. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, so anyway, he's obviously stressed, but he takes the pepper. They looky looky. He's struggling. <laughs> he's like, ugh, ugh. he yeah. does it though. He, His face is like super yeah. red too. Yeah. yeah, he does it fine though. He mm-hmm. gets it down. He adds another ten thousand dollars to the pot. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, Ahmad like checks in on Corbin because uh, Corbin yeah. had eaten the number six pepper like a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. and Ahmad's kind of like, Corbin, how are you doing? And Corbin defiantly goes and grabs another number six pepper from the bowl and just eats it he chews it up like, and eats it just because Ahmad asks like yeah what was up like yeah. he just says nothing and starts eating another one like he's 
he's crazy. Nothing says toxic masculinity like <laughs> I need to eat another pepper to just show and off. What's so funny is it's like it's this teeny tiny cute yeah. little pepper. So it's like he can't even like take a big bite. He needs to like be delicate. Yeah. And take a bite. Oh my gosh. God. So that was a wild move. Yeah. Uh, but wow, impressed. I'm mm-hmm. intimidated wow, by you, Corbin. You're such a man. Ugh. So anyway, now it's Michael's turn. And Michael's question is, Felicity was the first name of Heather Graham's character in the second Austin Powers movie. What was her last name? I had no idea. Didn't know. Again, no yeah. multiple choice. And Kathy is kind of like, come on. It's Shagwell. It's in the spy who shagged me. I yeah. Mean, I was like, I know that's the name of the movie, but I don't know at all that that would relate to the last name. Yeah. If he got multiple choice, then he could have gotten this maybe. But Mm -hmm. from just pure memory, I don't blame him at all. Yeah. So anyway, he doesn't get it. Um, So he's going to need to eat his pepper. Mm -hmm. He picks Daphne, which is a cute little mouse. Yeah. Daphne goes to pepper number five. So the second most spicy... um, but he does it. He mm-hmm. looky looky. He swallows mm-hmm. it. All is good. And they add ten thousand yeah. dollars to the pot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell what his pepper was, but yeah. I was just like, Well, that's fine. Yeah. So they did the top three spiciest peppers so far. Yes. So then it's Fred's turn. Um and the I didn't write down all the options, but it was basically who was cast as Han Solo before Harrison Ford. Right. Um, the answer was Burt Reynolds, which yes. she got right. Um, she gets pepper number three. Well, her mouse which, was zero. Yeah, I didn't write down the mouse name, so I'm glad you. I have just that. picked zero because zero was really cute. He had like a little circle, like um, on his back, like a little Aww. white section of fur, and it was cute. That's cute. Yeah. These were the cutest mice I've ever seen. They were adorable. Like, yeah. Um, so she gets number three. It looked like a Serrano pepper, okay. which is um, like 6,000 to 23,000 on the heat units. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely higher than a jalapeno. Right. Um, but so since Fred got the question right, she doesn't need to actually eat this herself. And she starts telling us, you know, I like weird food, but I don't like spicy food. So I don't know what that means. Yeah. Like, does she like bugs? <laughs> does she like what? What's weird to you? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, does she like bitter foods? Does she like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she wants to pass it on. Um, and she gives it to Corbin because up until this point, you know, it's not even affecting yeah. him. He you can't can get enough. All of these. And Corbin starts looking at the colors and he's like, you know, I learned something <laughs> from <laughs> from eating that second pepper, which is that the paler peppers are less hot. Um, at this point, Michael's like dying still from him right. eating his pepper. He, he asks to go to the emergency room. <laughs> He's like just wants Corbin to hurry up and eat this pepper um, instead of rambling on. Michael has and no patience for this challenge at all. No, he's, he's not having he's it. He's super unhappy yeah. in this challenge. Um, so Corbin eats it and it's done. Not surprising that he did like two sixes and now he did a three. Right. Like, that's easy. It's nothing. Um, it's nothing for him. 
So now it's Kathy's turn. Um, her question was, who was the first actress to be paid a million dollars in a movie? And it was Elizabeth Taylor. Mm-hmm. I also didn't know that. Did not know. Didn't know any of these. Um, and I, which mouse did she pick? Uh, she picked Spooky. And spooky. she picked Spooky That's because cute. then as Spooky, they lift like the gate on Spooky and Ahmad is singing in the background and he says, go Spooky, it's your birthday. <laughs> yes, yes, that was so cute. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. So Spooky runs to number two, which looks like a jalapeno to me. Yeah. Um, and she immediately is like, I'm not eating it. Um, I'm Irish. I don't eat spicy foods. Um, and she wants to pass it off to Corbin again. Not super surprising. And Corbin's down, but he asks if they'll afford him a glass of milk. Like, I've been um, doing all of the work. The least you can do yeah. is spare me a $1,000 glass yeah, of milk. Yeah, because he got them, like, $30,000 at this point. Yeah. Because um, he, or no, 20000 but he ate another pepper yeah. for no reason. So he's eaten three peppers, but he only had to eat two. Um, anyway, I think the milk the milk scene, I think you have yeah, a clip of it. Yeah, I do it. have a clip of the really milk good. scene to how they react oh. when he asks for a glass of milk. Mm-hmm. Carbs? Yeah. Are you up to it or not? Yeah. Will you guys right. afford me one glass of milk? Yes. No. Yes, of course. Because no. he eats five bites when you only need to eat one. Eric, please. Y- you I can have, can't eat you can have a glass of milk. Go ahead and take yourself a big old bite right out of the middle of that. All I can say is it's not going to be a pleasant tomorrow. Uh, I cut it off right there because then he gets a little gross. Yeah, he's, he has a yeah. bad pun in his confessional. Um, yeah. yeah, I just love that Eric is like, the one person that's like, no, he can't have a glass of milk because he takes five bites when he should have only taken two. <laughs> like, and that he's just like, it's such a family dynamic in this scene where Kathy's like, yes. Eric, please come on, just let him have the milk. Yeah. Like, she's the mom, and Eric's yeah. like the cranky kid. It's 100%. Oh yeah. uh, Kathy is the mom, and Eric is the cranky yeah. child. Corbin's like the, I don't know what kind of dad. Veiny yeah. hockey dad, as Kathy would yeah. say. Yeah, Gordon and Kathy, veiny mm-hmm. hockey dad. Um, so anyway, Corbin, uh, he eats the pepper. He has a little bit of milk. Um, and that was everyone for for the peppers. Yeah. So that's all they had to do. 50,000. Yeah, they were five for five. And Ahmad, of course, has another little twist up his sleeve. Of course. We can never just end a challenge. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, whenever there's a concert and you just like, come on, we all know there's going to be an encore. Yeah, it's like, just hurry it up. Yeah. Tell us what the catch is. Um, So Ahmad says at this point, he'll give them more money. He'll give them $10,000 if they all eat another pepper. Um, And then, like, there's not much chatter or negotiation happening but he just mm-hmm. quickly escalates into like okay 20,000 okay 25,000 so yeah. <laughs> like they weren't even like begging for more money or anything yeah um and at this point Frederic is getting like really nervous she's like I'm not down with this like I don't eat spicy foods I don't want to do it um and Ahmad is holding like a tray of peppers I guess and right. Corbin kind of offhandedly is like just eat that one. That's the tomato pepper. They're not hot. But they're all talking over each other. So it's not like a very clear, like, Frederic, right. it'll be okay. You should eat this one. Trust me. I've had it. Um, he just kind of shouts it into the world. 
So Frederick's not convinced that like she'll be able to handle this and it's kind of just mm-hmm. mayhem going on and she's like I'm out I'm not gonna do it I don't want to do it and so the yeah. offer ends right there yep and at that point Ahmad takes a big bite out of one of the peppers that Corbin said Frederic should eat and Ahmad just goes they're sweet because <laughs> it and Eric immediately is like ew bell peppers like I couldn't <laughs> I'd rather be spicy <laughs> yeah um so they're all pretty upset from this they're kind of yeah. like suspicious of frederick um i don't blame yeah. them it's pretty suspicious I, it is definitely like... suspicious but i was also like corbin should have been more clear to her of like mm-hmm. like it was really chaotic as he said that thing of it being sweet and she didn't trust him um i don't know right. why she wouldn't trust him because like you know, there's no reason for him to want her to accidentally eat a hot pepper. I don't know. Right. Um, and Eric just looks at her and he's like, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> She's not going to be able to sleep tonight. She, and she just goes, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. She's not bothered. Yeah, she didn't care. I mean, it's suspicious, right? Like, it was a clear chance at 25000 and she was just like, no, for eating a bite of a pepper. Like, it's not that yeah. that crazy of an ask. And, I mean, we saw it before with, like, Michael not jumping off the cliff. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it's similar to that in the sense that it's like, okay, well, is it suspicious because she's the mole or because she's just falsely trying to get some attention on her because that's a big play that they are all playing and maybe she's kind of like, I need to jump on that train. Like how Corbin wouldn't let the exemption, um, like the dinner chat where he's like just stalling for time. Yeah, that was crazy too. But in that same breath, I can... But that had more on the line. Like you don't want someone to have an exemption. I could forget, right, Corbin's was crazy, but you could excuse it with being like he didn't want somebody else to get exempt. Michael's wasn't that... He didn't have a great excuse either, but his test was much he scarier. Was like jumping off mm-hmm. of a cliff. Frederick's is really no. hard to forgive. Like you didn't want to have a bite of a spicy yeah. pepper. Yeah, especially because Kathy originally didn't want to eat her pepper. But for this group challenge, she says that she's down. Right. So she's like, OK, I'll do it. Right. Um, so the fact that that didn't sway Frederick to be like, oh, man, OK, I will. Yeah. too. Like we're in it together. Yeah, it seems really suspicious. And if you're the mole, like this is a really easy like mm-hmm. you just say no right <laughs> like exactly. that's it and i mean we haven't gotten much from fred so i don't have much to add it onto in top of like her being it's not like she has a streak of being suspicious like i think she's been pretty low-key and being doing pretty fine in the challenges i think she messed up the first challenge like but she also wasn't the only one yeah so it's hard for me if I'm whether like that's very molish or that's just her deciding like, oh, I have to like make a move. Yeah, I don't know. But my, yeah, my radar is beeping, but I'm like interested to see what else we get from her yeah. from this point on. Completely. Because yeah, she was very much under the radar until this scene. Yeah. And I feel like Michael kind of had this episode last time where he mm-hmm. was really acting very suspicious and acting like the mole. But now this episode is being more low key. So yeah, they kind of throw people around like, yeah, yeah of who seems the most obvious. Yeah. Um. 
Um, okay. So anyway, Pepper Challenge over. So they got a lot of money so far this um, episode. They got 110000 I th- Oh, no. 50 plus. So, yeah, 110000 Yeah. From this episode. Yeah. Which is big. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they go to their dinner before the elimination. Um, and Always love the dinners. Yes. Oh, gosh. The dinners. So <laughs> ominous. Corbin wants to change seats. They've been sitting in the same seats. And he's like, let's change seats, you guys. Yeah. Um, so they do a little musical chairs. Did you hear and when he suggested that? Did you hear what Eric said? It was also very low to hear. No, what Eric But said. Eric did say, like, do you have any music we could play? <laughs> Why does he talk like that? I don't know. It's so... It's so under his breath, yeah. Yeah, it's under his breath and very... Um, deep and monotonous but like sarcastic he's like intense yeah he sounds like he's still like a brooding teenager yeah like he's never he, he's with his family and he do- doesn't want to be he wants to like go right. hang out with his friends yeah uh okay so anyway now Ahmad comes out to dinner uh and <laughs> of course he has another little something to spice up dinner mm-hmm. and he tells everyone i want you all to pick a number between one and twenty and they picked 17. It was like, mm-hmm. I forget who said it first. And then Michael was like, I was going to say 17. Yeah. And they, so yeah. they quickly all settle on 17, which is my favorite number. Oh, uh, They, and so then Ahmad tells them, you need to go to your journals and rip out page 17. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to collect them. Uh, mm-hmm. So they all go to page 17 in their journals. They rip it out, pass it to Ahmad. And then Ahmad says, I'm going to read all of these out loud. If you admit that which one is yours i'll give it back to you otherwise i'm gonna keep it pretty low stakes i mean yeah it's not for money it's not for money it's just as a matter of how much people want their notebook paper for like studying purposes but if he doesn't get an important paper it's really low stakes yeah more so just i think a fun little game for us to read their i'm I'm always fascinated to know what's on it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, so he starts with the first one and he reads and he goes Moonster. And then you got a swavy weavy thing over yeah, here. It looks like that? a sailboat. And Fred is like, that's mine. It says Moonstone, which yeah. still doesn't tell me anything. All she has written down is Moonstone. Is she, yeah. What was she doing? Like she's yeah. just drawing something and writing Moonstone. Yeah. Like, I can't relate that to anything that's happened so far in the show, so I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, it says Moonstone, duh. It's like, yeah, that means nothing. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so pretty boring one. Fred gets hers back, and then he reads the second one, and he says, jumping off of a 35-foot cliff, I didn't do it, but Eric wanted me to lie to the team about doing it. Why? And at this point, everyone's laughing because it's obviously yeah. Michael's. <laughs> he says, what would be the benefit of deceiving others? Nothing other than getting me on his side. Is he the mole or does he just want me to think he is? Which was a pretty funny one to get. And he, so Michael's like, obviously, that's mine. There's no hiding. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny. I felt like it was like teasing what we know will be Michael Bookman's later career as a novel writer. Yes. Like it just had that mystery vibe to it. It's like, why is he the more? Like he was really writing this as an engaging story. Yeah. It wasn't just like notes. It's it not, was like 
his thought process. He was developing a narrative as a story. Yeah, he was developing it. Like I know someone's gonna read this one day. Like, um, and then we have the third one that he's gonna read out loud right now, which I'm just gonna play an audio clip of this one because I thought it was fun. I hate everybody. (laughs) Let me guess. Let me guess who that is. Game is driving me crazy. I can't stand Frederick. Every day she comes out looking so pretty, and I just can't stand it. And Michael, he thinks he's just the tops. Corbin, a bully. That's you. That's you. This is you, Kathy, and there's nothing on it. That was you. There was nothing there on was that nothing page. There was nothing on that page. I made it up. What? That was good. There's nothing yeah, on it. Joy suckers. Kathy, if you're the mole, you're doing a very good job. Yes. Now you have to figure, would they want to make her the mole because wouldn't the audience get tired of her after five nights? Okay. Dear Journal, I hate everybody. Corbin's a bully. Uh, I know it was kind of long. I just liked that part. No, it was such a good scene. Yeah. I think it was fun because it was... It was a fun Ahmad being like improving, and then it yeah. shows how Kathy genuinely has these people cracking up all the time. That like immediately afterwards, she's like, "Corbin's a bully." Yeah, I was just thinking like, what would they do with her gone? Like, it's such a loss with Stephen gone. Like, yeah, with Kathy, Kathy gone, the mood would be so different. Like, they yeah. would never laugh. It would be crazy. She keeps them all. Yeah, cracking she up. really does provide comic relief. No, that was. Pretty impressive improv from Ahmad, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, okay, so then we get to the next notebook page that he reads out loud. And he says, also, like, very lucky for Kathy that her page was just blank. Yes, you're Um, Okay, then he reads the next one. It says, 1.5 equals 20%, 25. 5 into 100, 20. Vote. Kathy, 2,000. Corbin, 4,000. And so this is Eric's. Eric goes up to him. He's like, that's mine. And what I don't understand is that Eric is immediately so upset that this got leaked. Um, and everyone's like, whoa, Eric with the crazy math. And and like people are like suspicious of him. They're like, yeah. okay. Corbin's like, what's the deal with you, man? Yeah. And then you get a a confessional from Eric where he's just like, the page that they happened to got had some of my probability methods. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this page such a big deal? It sounded so random to me. It made no sense. Yeah, like it was probably, yeah, we have no insight into you yeah. from that. And he's that like, was, they really got me. It's like they got my secret sauce. They know inside my <laughs> mind. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. When I heard the probability, I was like, this is clearly Corbin. And then I was like, oh. Yeah. And it could yeah, not yeah, be yeah. yeah. Oh, well, here's the funny part is we're up to the last paper. And everyone else has already claimed theirs. And the last one reads... Day three, Sunday. And then it's just mostly a listing of what people are wearing. It's mm-hmm. like Fred, blue top, brown belt, Eric, red shirt. Um, so that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And then so everyone's naturally is like, Corbin, like that must be yours. And Corbin goes, that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, yeah. So and he maintains just, it. Yeah. He does. He's like, that's not mine. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's like Corbin. It's like it was planted. I'm telling you, yeah. it's rigged. Yeah. I mean, he, 
He loves getting into the dinner mind games, and he here he really is. He really does. God, he really, really does. Oh, uh, my God. So, yeah, that's where they end the dinner, which leads us into our next quiz. Um, and, you know, we get some mm-hmm. of the same questions. It always starts with... Is the mole male or female? Well, Jackie, who are you going to base your quiz answers on this episode? So I actually didn't know during this. So I decided to just kind of like go with my gut and the odds a little bit. And I didn't Mm -hmm. base it off of anyone in particular, which is different for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a fair strategy. I'm I've been mixing it up Um, this week. I'm going to go for Fred. Okay. Just because of that That's last obvious, that yeah. last uh, pepper challenge thing. So I'm going to go yeah. all in on Fred this week. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, great. So is the mole male or female? I'll say male. I got female. female. Number two, did the mole wear a hat at any time during the offshore account game? I like, have no, no idea. Yeah. I, Corbin was wearing a... Like a sailor's captain's hat at one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like I didn't notice skipper. anyone else wearing a hat. I don't... I feel like Kathy maybe had one on at one point, but I don't know. Um, yeah, and during this question, we get a confession from Frederic calling out suspicion again at Corbin from being the carpenter in that challenge. But that's I think weak. that was a really hard challenge, yeah. Yeah, that's not so, a strong suspicion for me. Yeah, I agree. Number three, what was the name of the mole's mouse during the chili pepper game? Um, Fred picked zero. Yeah, I'll say Daphne because that was a man and that fits. (laughs) You know, Michael picked her. Um, Okay, at brunch today, what did the moles say they do when they are stressed? We didn't get a secret scene of this. We did not. We normally get secret scenes of like their little talks. Yeah. Should we try to match who's? Yeah, I took a screenshot. I have them written down too. Okay, Okay. so I'll read out the options first, and then we can Uh try and match who they are. Cry and eat donuts. Paddle on my surfboard and take my boat out to sail. Read or garden. Read, write, and go on long drives. Run or walk far. So, I, like- I mean, Eric is definitely paddle on my surfboard and take my boat out yeah. to sail because we know from our character Deep Dive that Eric bought a sailboat when he was 10 years old. Yeah. Good <laughs> so, logic. I feel like yeah. Kathy would be crying eat donuts because it's the yeah. only funny answer. Yeah. Um, I think um, Fred is read or garden because I we know so that too. she's going to open she a, flower a flower business. Company. So, yeah. This is easy. <laughs> yeah. Read, write, and go on long drives. That's got to be Michael, we right? We know that Michael writes, mm-hmm. yeah. So, run or walk far, Corbin. It's pretty so plain that's Corbin by Corbin. default. Wow, we know them so well. It's too easy. <laughs> we know them, like, in and out. Give me a harder question. Oh, my God. Okay, so, um, I'll, I guess I'll go with Michael's thing, read, write, and go on long drives. So, yours would be read or yeah, garden. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, number five, when the players were first divided into the offshore account game, which group of players was the mole on? Um, group of three. The group of three. Mm -hmm. Um, and at this point, Kathy calls back out to the offshore account game, um, saying that she doesn't know any other player that wouldn't have taken the exemption where Eric turned down the exemption. 
So it's, yeah. again, another callback to, like, is Eric the mole, or is he just dumb, or is he just really confident? We don't know. Yeah. I also, so I think Kathy is probably, if not the, at least in the top smartest yeah. people on this cast in, like, her assessment of things, but that's an interesting take from her because her and Eric, as far as I can tell, are still in a coalition because during the elimination that's coming up, they are visibly yes. holding hands while I the names are getting that. read. I know, I know. They yeah. react <laughs> together to a lot of things. Yeah. It's the weirdest matching of people that I could imagine, yeah. but it does seem yeah. like they're still working together. Um, okay, number six, did the bite ta- or did the mole take a bite of at least one pepper during the chili pepper challenge? Um, yes. Yours would be no. Not. For yeah. me, Fred didn't. Um, and Eric says that Frederick took a bite of one of the peppers oh, after the challenge. Actually, she did. After yeah. they admitted that it was a sweet yeah. pepper, she took a and bite. He's like, so I couldn't believe maybe she it. Did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I guess. But it says during, so yours would still be no. Right. Yeah. Technicalities. Yeah. Tricky. Um, number seven, during the offshore account game, was the mole ever barefoot? Like, I don't know. It was the beach. No, but I did notice that Kathy was wearing sneakers the mm-hmm. entire time. Even if she was like prancing in the water and she Weird. was wearing white sneakers. And not those like swim shoes. Not water yeah. shoes. No, they were like white Maybe she Reeboks. doesn't like touching the bottom of the ocean floor. Yeah, but, that's but still yes. water shoes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, And so during this, Corbin goes, Mr. Boatman, boat man was a little bit slow a little bit strange in behavior today like corbin's losing he's really it. lost um number eight what number did the mole's mouse run to during the chili pepper game uh fred ran to two yeah i think michael's ran to three i'll say three mm, i think yeah or four I think I think four. four no he had five really yeah, Scroll back no up. four. You're right. I don't know. I forget. I would fail <laughs> the quiz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this, I need my notebook. Yeah. Number nine, what color shirt or top did the mole wear during brunch today? Those are different things. Exactly. <laughs> a top is a female shirt. <laughs> like, why does shirt not fit all categories? <laughs> Females wear tops, Jackie. <laughs> Like did a mod a blouse, yeah. <laughs> a tee or a shirt? God, yeah. um, I don't know. No idea. Yeah. Um, number ten. Who is the mole? My girl Fred. You know, I said I wasn't basing this off of anyone, but I think I really based this off of Michael. So I'll maintain with Michael. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, that's all of the crazy clues that Corbin comes up with all point to Michael. Yeah. Yeah, or Eric, but yeah. I don't ever follow those with him. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so they all take the quiz. Now we go in our room, and they're all sitting in the line, and Ahmad is going to enter their name into the computer one by one, and mm-hmm. if it turns green, they're safe, and they did well on the quiz, and then if it turns red, it means they scored the lowest on the quiz, and they will be eliminated. Mm-hmm. So we go one by one. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with Eric. And he is holding hands with Kathy. So he types in Eric's name. It's green. Eric is safe. He is still here. And like him and Kathy are celebrating. Then we move to Kathy. Type in Kathy's name. He presses enter. It's green. Kathy is safe. 
Now we go to Michael. Wait, we need to pause now because at this point, Eric turns to Kathy and goes, yeah, baby. And she goes, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. Like, it was weird. Weird, weird duo. (sighs) Okay. Oh, my gosh. All right, so we're down to our last three. So Michael, type in Michael's name. He hit enter. It's green. Michael is safe. So now we're down to just Fred and Corbin. He types in Fred's name next. Hits enter. It's green. Oh my god. Fred is safe. This is crazy. And so it means by elimination, it's Corbin. And Corbin's the last one left. And he goes, type it in still. (laughs) And so he types in Corbin's name. It's enter. It's red. Corbin's eliminated. Oh my god. And he like slams his notebook on the way yeah. out. Like Corbin's upset. He storms um, out of there. Yeah, they're very like. They, so it does like the everyone kind of talks about it very briefly, yeah. and like they're basically just like Corbin was like the most fanatical out of all of us. Like his notebook had yeah. the most notes. Like if he couldn't get this, like that's pretty shocking. Right, like. Right. Um, Michael is just like emotionally destroyed, just like he gets so worked up every elimination. Mm. Um, Fred thought that Corbin was losing his mind, like a little bit with how over analyzing he got. Mm. Um, So, par for the course, basically. Then we get a quick little interview with Corbin, and I watched the uh, deleted scene, like the extended Mm -hmm. for his full sort of reaction. And Corbin, he's like, I hate this game. Yeah. Um, but in reality, you can tell, like, he loves it yeah. so much. And he's just upset that he's gone. Um, and he he said that at this point, he's super convinced it's Kathy. Mm-hmm. Um, that he would go in and tell them all that it's Kathy if he could. And that he what he did was he this time split his vote between Kathy and Eric. Right. Um, and he shouldn't have. He should have kept it all on Kathy. Okay. Um, and That's so, and but then he goes talking now. So again, it's for like for a minute. I'm like, oh, maybe Corbin's right. But then they kind of ask him like, why do you think it's Kathy? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and he starts off reasonable. He's like, she's the only one that hasn't consciously, like, been very obvious about taking mm-hmm. money out of the pot. But then he goes into like this whole thing where he's like, and you know, she was wearing a yellow shirt the other day and the the mole thing is yellow. Like he just went to another crazy thing. Yeah. It just, we lost him again. Where I'm like, uh, it's for your. Just because you split between Eric and Kathy and you put more on Eric and you're out, that doesn't mean that it's automatically Kathy who's right. the mole. It could Not easily be Michael or Frederic, and you didn't yeah. vote for them at all, so you're out. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's right, but it's not yeah, I don't for sure. I think it's Kathy. But, so Kathy says it then at this point, like, which, okay, so I think this quote, it's proof that it's been, like, less than a week of filming. Yes. Because she says, I think he lost, like, 40 pounds this week, He's going to die if you don't tell him who the mole is. Please just tell him. Yeah. So, like, I really think this whole thing, like, is a week and a half filming tops. A hundred percent. crazy. A hundred percent. 
Also, then I was watching, because um, every time somebody gets eliminated, I go to their um, secret scene where it shows all of their confessionals. Yeah. And oh my God. it's confessionals that don't get aired during the episode. And so I watched Corbin's and there was a confessional where he's mostly just like muttering and like kind of like clearly losing his mind. Yeah. And then at one point he said something. It was hard to tell because he was muttering. But he basically said that at one point he thought he was the mole yes. and forgot. Yeah. He started wondering if he was told already that he was the mole and that he's <laughs> been playing the game wrong and that he forgot. Yeah. Like, he's going insane. Like he had a moment of panic where he's like, wait, am I actually yeah. the mole and I've been messing this up? Like, then he like gets really, really quiet for a long time and then he starts cracking up. It was... Yeah. <laughs> A glimpse into like a very scary. Oh thing. my gosh! Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Corbin's gone though. Uh, but we do know he's also back in season four. I think. Yeah. Right. So that's right. exciting. It's interesting that both him and Steven now are out, and so maybe like production was kind of like, oh, both of them gone too soon. Like much, so much potential. Yeah. Oh my um, god. It'll be. It, I'm interested if either of them would be the mole in their second time around. Yeah, I. Who do you think would be able to handle it more, Stephen or Corbin? Corbin. Stephen can't be the mole. Yeah. Stephen is such a liability. He would be the most entertaining, and I would love it, and yeah. I would love nothing more. I just like can't see a reality. I know. I think that's the right answer. But like, I think if Corbin. You know how like when survivor players come back for a second or third mm-hmm. time and they try to like switch up their strategy so that like people sure. don't know exactly how they're going to play. Like if Corbin plays super differently, it could be like, oh, yeah. he's switching it up and he's handling it better. Or it could be like, oh, he's obviously the mole because he would right. be normally losing his mind in this way right. if he wasn't the mole. But yeah, no, I'm interested to see. That would be a really crazy decision yeah. if they if one of them was the mole. Yeah, I mean, what I can say about Corbin to, like, memorialize him here was, like, he wasn't always my favorite, Mm -hmm. but you could tell how into the game he was, which was, I appreciated. He was the most fanatical about the whole thing and trying to figure out who the mole was. So that was good. I agree. I don't love seeing like everyone has their own style some people are more laid Mm -hmm. back like frederick is more laid back eric while he's with people is very laid back um right and i like seeing people be way more invested like corbin yeah it's more entertaining yeah fully Mm -hmm. um okay so that was this episode uh do you want to get some takes from the community please definitely um okay I can start us out. Cool. Um, so this is from the the board, the community boards from Reality TV World mm-hmm. um, that were posted at the time of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first take here that I have, sorry, hold on, lost my spot. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from a user. His name is I am Adam C. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was posted on January 27th, 2003. Mm-hmm. And he has a spoiler for us that he noticed Ooh. where he says, looky, looky proves Michael is the mole. Oh. Uh, and so his post says the looky, looky game proves it's Michael Boatman. 
One of the contestants even suggested a different name for the game, but Ahmad said they had to stay with Looky Looky. And so the connection here is that it had to be called Looky Looky because there's a folk singer named Lead Belly, uh, and he has written songs. And one of the songs by this folk singer says, Looky Looky Yonder, we're in the same boat, brother. He was the man. Mm. Old Ship of Zen, Black Betty, Hawaiian song. Hmm. And then and then the last line <laughs> says dog Latin song. And then in parentheses, the poster said, Michael Boatman has a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's like, so anyway, yeah. So <laughs> Right. So he's hmm. saying that this song, you know, it, the game is called Looky Looky because the song Looky Looky then has a lot of connections to Michael Boatman. Um, huh. Then, I... then, but this is where I lose uh, I Am Adam C. And then he says, also the singer's name, Lead Belly, also hints to the point of the Looky Looky game, which was to get hot peppers in your bellies. He says, I'm sure there's more connections here, but I'm tired. <laughs> These fans, people are really, like, exhausting themselves as much as the players. It's crazy. I mean, this post is wild. It has two comments on it. And people, someone said, that's pretty cool. It's pretty unbelievable. But (laughs) some neat connections. (laughs) It is a pretty weird connection, I'll admit. I mean, I will say boat and man are very common words. Yeah, everyone keeps going But looky, looky is not. Yeah. Right. Um. I mean, the Hawaii connection. That's actually a little the Hawaii weird together. connection was kind of interesting. Yeah. But I just would find it so weird that like someone found this song. Someone on production found this right. song and decided it fit well with Michael Boatman being the mole right. and the name of the challenge. Like it requires too much research. I think. Yeah. I wonder if this is like Corbin Burnson in disguise oh on this my message God. board, just like having a Please. field day. Like if they did have access to internet, imagine him like he's, yeah. he goes to his <laughs> hotel room at night and he's active. Oh no, but people aren't watching it yet. Darn. But just watching it with people anyway later. I love the this comment, follow-up comment on this post where somebody said, so where Joni said, Boatman's dog is named Sonic. Isn't there a hedgehog named Sonic? Isn't a hedgehog kind of like a mole? <laughs> Which I love because then that assumes that Michael Boatman named his dog based, based on the on fact the that he would be the mole one day. Like, this is how deep this runs. Or he got cast yeah. as the mole because he has, because this clue would work. That's yeah, crazy. it's just the level I of commitment this. there. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Um, there's another looky looky take. Um, this one comes from Mikey. Okay. Um, Mike, was my brother watching? Yeah, was this your brother? He would have been he, like 12 or 13. We've definitely years. watched the first season together. You but should ask maybe him. he continued. Yeah. Ask him if he was active on realitytvworld.com. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to dox yeah, that account. Yeah, we should call him in, actually, if he has any memories yeah. on the mole. <laughs> um, so Mikey says, I thought there was undue emphasis on the looky-looky name of the hot pepper game. There was, Mikey. Definitely. Yeah, like we all noticed how weird it was. We are with you. It was strange. He continues, 
It seemed like a stretch for them to come up with that name, and Ahmad repeated it. I seem to recall that a Victoria's Secret slogan is, You've got the look, you've got the look. And Victoria's Secret is all we know about Frederic. So, that, again, like, things feel like a stretch, but it's it's not completely... I mean, it's clearly a connection. I don't know, again... I mean, weird, is it, it good? No, but I'm here for the takes from the community. Yeah, I I'm love here. where we're getting at. They're a bunch of sociopaths, but like <laughs> these are our people, you know. I like, love. We're, it. I know. Yeah, I love this community. Where oh my god, y'all give me life so much. Um, it's kind of sad how he says all we know about Frederick is that she's yeah. a Victoria's Secret model, which is like. Yeah, that's really all they give us about her. Yeah, like maybe at the time she was a very popular one. So maybe it wasn't like completely out of left field for her to be, you know, celebrity cast on a show. Um, But yeah, that's still mostly what her claim to fame is. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get one more take Mm -hmm. from one more person out in the forums. Mm -hmm. Um, This is from Cyclehausen. And it's a theory on why Corbin got the axe. Hmm. Uh, Okay, so he says, So Corbin was telling Eric about this amazing clue as to why Michael is the mole. Uh, So they're referencing the sand clue. Yeah, the Arliss, the dollar signs, this amazing clue. All right, so think about it. There's four people in the game. You pick up on an amazing clue. Do you share it with someone? Really? Or do you firmly believing someone else is the mole try to mislead the other players by pointing out something that you yourself do not believe is a clue, Mm. but which you could use to reasonably trick someone? Corbin thought someone else was the mole, not Michael, but tried to misdirect Eric with the dollar sign thing. And then to his surprise, he was wrong. Whoops. Sorry, Corbin. You've tasted your last primetime minute. Okay. Which is like, this doesn't at all tell us why Corbin got the X. It's just right. like an after statement. <laughs> yeah. Um, really. I'm it's to like. just this. Yeah. Which, though, it does line up with the post interview we got from Corbin because Corbin didn't think Michael was the exactly. mole. Corbin yeah. th- was torn between Kathy and Eric. So. I think Corbin moved so fast with his suspicions. Anyone yes. who did anything currently or latest is what he thought at least like out loud that's what he would say like someone would do poorly in a challenge and he would just go you're the mole mm-hmm. um so it it definitely seems like he has the recency bias all the time of whatever's yes. latest in his mind and he just happens to share his latest clue of the Arliss thing that I think he firmly believed that at the time yeah but it didn't mean that he was gonna immediately stay with Michael forever Right. Um, he's just going a mile a minute that way. Yeah, like, he believes yeah. everything in the moment that he's saying it. And he's always like pats Oof. himself on the back like another he's good like, sleuthing done by me. Yeah, like mind blown, you he's know? He's like Eric would be nothing without me. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> wow. Good takes. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Keep them coming, community. Keep, <laughs> keep them coming. Keep the site up alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So now it's time to award our MVP and LVP points yes. of who we enjoyed the most or 
didn't enjoy the most or were just impressed by or unimpressed by. Yeah. Um, I haven't decided yet. I'm thinking. I've decided. You've decided. Well, so where we stand so far, so Kathy and mm-hmm. Eric are tied in the lead with one point each. Michael and Steven both have zero points each. And Corbin and Kim both have negative one points yeah. each. Yeah. Um, so pretty tight game still. Yeah. Um, I'll time. start while you think. Okay. Um, for my MVP point, I want to give it to Michael this week. Oh. Not that be- not that he did anything particularly special, but I think he was such a center of attention last week, and he mm-hmm. did a really good job of um, kind of flying back under the radar this week, which I yeah. liked. Um, I think last week everyone was like, Michael is so acting so ridiculous. Like it was such yeah. a focal point last week. And this week he was very quiet, yeah. which it's hard to get back into the fold. And so I want to give him some credit for that. Yeah, I think that's good. And I also liked Michael a lot. Like he seemed really empathetic and like vulnerable this episode. Mm-hmm. Which, if he is yeah. the mole, he, like you said, he did a really good job of not being suspicious this episode and being much more relatable and human. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if he's not the mole, he just seems like a nice person that, like, yeah. I would want around if I was in a situation like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully, fully endorsed. Yeah. Um. Oh, this feels tough because, like, I. I don't know. I might. Okay, so I know who my LVP point goes to. So I'll say that first. Okay. Um, while I'm still trying to weigh out my MVP. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give my LVP point to Fred. I just Fair. feel like I feel like her confessions didn't give us much. I feel like her um, Pepper performance was just really like, again, if she is the mole, it was too obvious. If she's not the mole, it was just like kind of it was such an easy thing like yeah it's like if she's not the mole then like you're a baby exactly (laughs) like eat the pepper yeah Yeah. so i just yeah and i felt like all of her confessionals it just didn't give us anything new um she's kind of vague we're not getting any real like theories from her yes Um, i agree yeah right her theory was like corbin didn't do a good job building the raft yeah "Uh." yeah exactly so um, that's fair. I have my LVP point two, and I'm going to give it to Eric um, because yeah. he should have taken the exemption. I yeah. just in I when you have a one in four chance of going home and you had an exemption and gave it up like and yeah. I'm mostly absolutely sure that he's not the mole. And so for me, I'm like, Eric, come on, guarantee yourself safety. Like, yeah, you don't need the money. You got all that days of our lives money like. You got that Dinotopia money. Yeah, so I'm putting Eric negative one, moving him back to zero. Okay. I'm going to give my MVP to Corbin, um, which also brings him back to zero. Yeah, I, I think support the secret that. scene really helped me like him more as a person of him giving them the homemade gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think us just discussing like how entertaining and invested he is in this um i think he added like so much to the show that we would not have gotten yeah otherwise i don't think he's good at the game no. but i think he's really loves it and he gives really interesting takes and yeah. makes people think i yeah. enjoyed his takes and how into it mm-hmm. he was so i think it, yeah. i support giving him a point on his way out 
um, yeah. and letting him end out at zero even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's crazy because now we're down to just four people. Oh, my God. So it's just Kathy, Michael, Eric, and Fred. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's... Kathy... Kathy is the biggest character left, for sure. Yeah. Michael seems really stressed. Like, like Corbin is constantly, like, stressed and chaotic, Mm -hmm. but Michael seems, like, emotionally kind of getting worn down. Right, where he could be the mole at that point, because that could be weighing Where, like, this is hard to keep up. Right. Yeah. I think my Um, biggest suspects for mole at this point would be between Michael and Fred. Um, I think so too. Fred, because yeah. I'm not getting much else from her, and because of that weird play this episode. Yeah. But Michael, for all those really good reasons you bring up, where it's like he is yeah. emotionally fragile, mm-hmm. um, and he's done a lot of like he's messed up a bunch. Um, exactly, yeah. he's missed a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So if he was the mole, he's doing a good job of keeping money out of yeah, the pot. Yeah, agree. Kathy could oh, potentially man. be the mole too, in the sense that she's like the smartest in playing it socially. Um, yeah. And just like convincing people of other things, but not doing the stuff herself. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be really, really impressive if she was the mole, because I really have not felt yeah. like she was. I know. Like, I think she's playing a great game. And so, I mean, yeah, I would like, be how so- can you play that well and that kind of like genuinely seeming yes. while being the mole? Um, but. I don't know. Maybe she's smart enough. She seems super smart. Yeah. And then Eric, who's just like. I really have no like, confidence. That why he's the would mole. they think I'm the mole? We're like, ugh, <laughs> Eric. He's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Me and Kathy, too. Final four. Oh, oh gosh. God. Wow. And that's it. So, another app done. That's our episode. That's episode three. We have. Two left, I think. We have three left. I thought there were th- two. You might be right. You're right. We have two left. Because we're going to go down to three, and then the final three will be one episode. You're completely right. So we have one where someone else will get out, and then we have three people for the final episode. <gasps> Only oh two my more God. episodes. That's sad. Oh, my gosh. This is ending before. we got to try to find a way to get Yucatan uh, Yeah. Available. I'm nervous because it's not on sale for DVD, but I can't find we'll figure it. out a way. No. We'll try to find it, like, streaming yeah. somewhere. Um, well, we'll see. Once I send the snow globe to Corbin, maybe he'll reach out, and then we'll open up a dialogue. And Oh, my God. You know. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it out there soon. Yeah. Uh, I'll order that, yeah. like, tomorrow. Yes, please. I'm so excited. Me too. <sighs> okay. Um, so <sighs> that's it. Um, mm-hmm. Join us next week where we'll dive into the second to last episode, do some more analyzing, and help us mm-hmm. find out who is the mole. <laughs>